If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, then I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for all sorts of a variety of information and music and radio as it should be. Yeah. But not on the radio. On the internet radio. <clears throat> on the internet. That's right. Radio. Um, this is Get Rich Quick. I am Josh Rubin. And I am Noel Deneen. And what do we do here, Noel? We come up with ideas yep. around a topic mm-hmm. that are so good. Incredible. Guaranteed to uh, make you crazy wealthy. Uh, beyond belief with riches. In, in no time flat. Yeah. I think the key here is quickly. Yeah. Um, and we give you those ideas. We do absolutely nothing but give them to you. That's right. You action those ideas. You take them. You are the go-getter out there who yep. who maybe are not a creative type. No. But you are a workhorse. That's right. And have the willingness and desire to get out there and do it. Yes. Uh, but you don't have the idea to do it with. And uh, we give them to you for free over the uh, interwaves and uh, airwaves. And uh, all we ask in return, Noel, is... It's 10%. That's it. You go out, you make millions, you give us 10%. We are the farmers. You are the burrow. <laughs> but I don't know if that works in this case. Yeah, we're planting seeds. We are planting seeds, yeah. and they're d- doing all the hard work, yeah. but usually the farmer reaps all the rewards. Oh. Right? The well, burrow. you're the wealthy burrow. <laughs> <laughs> you're the burrow who's got a 90% stake. Yeah. In it, and we're the farmer. We're like the communist farmer. Yeah, I think is a better idea. That's right. Yeah, um, you you know, ten percent. That's what you give your church. We are the church of get rich quick. That's right. With Josh and Noel, and all we ask is that you tithe us. That's right. Get yeah. out there, guys. Make your money. Don't forget your roots. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That's what we do, and uh, you need to do something uh-huh. other than just listen to us. Yeah. Um. And that being said, we're going to get on this. We're going to get it. How you doing today, Noel? I am doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Anything you want to relay at the top of the show? I guess I will. Um, okay. So uh, when I was younger, even though I grew up in Canada, I mostly took Spanish because I moved to Chicago for a while and then moved back to Canada, right? You also took Irish, too, didn't you? I took Gaelic. Gaelic. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and uh, so I was never very good with French. Mm-hmm. And my Spanish was, you know, passable. I used to work in restaurants and bars, so you spoke kitchen Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Know you know, Spanish you well. you know, it was a big hit all what? the time. You give them the finger, uh-huh. you say "chinga ma finger," <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> they, uh, who were they? All, all the, the Spanish Hispanic guys, people, the, yeah, the Mexican guys yeah. and South American, Central American guys who worked in your kitchen. Yeah, they loved it. They used to like to uh, when I worked in restaurants. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We used to. Uh, Every once in a while, in every restaurant you'll ever work in, there's that one waiter or waitress who tries to be friendly uh-huh. with the guys in the back who are all kind of like bullshit artists and, and grizzled, and they love taking the piss out of people. And they try to 
get them to every restaurant I've ever worked in. They someone tries to get like either the the porters or busboys or dishwashers to teach them some Spanish. Sure. And they'll always say, and then they'll the 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 guys, the Mexican guys, will fuck with them royally. They would always say things like, "How is your mother? Chinga tu madre." <laughs> <laughs> and these people would be like, "Chinga tu madre, how is your mother?" And then they'd go up and they'd tell him to go, you know, you know, someone would go like, "Go ask, uh, you know, Pedro how his mother is," mm-hmm. and they'd go up to him and go, "Pedro, chinga tu madre," <laughs> and Pedro would flip out because <laughs> they just told him to go fuck his mother. Um, so out of this knowledge of cobbled together, yeah, basically kitchen Spanish. Yep. Uh, uh, I went to Panama at one point. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was semi-fluent. <laughs> and, and so I would go out and try to talk to people, and they would just look at me like I was a moron. And then I realized after a while, my idea of Spanish uh-huh. is like words I don't know. I just say kind of with a accent with like an o at the end of it or something uh-huh. and yeah. that's what i was doing and right. in my mind before i went down there i was like yeah i'm pretty i, I can get by you know and i went down there nobody knew a word i was uh-huh. saying yeah uh why did you choose panama of all places uh it wasn't my choice oh were you on like a school trip or something was nope. it a nope you were with someone yeah okay We'll leave it at that. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no with anyone anymore, guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the tears. Oh, my God. The single tear running down my face right yeah. now from you saying that. I yeah. can't imagine how broken up you are yeah. inside. I am the single tear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember going on an exchange program in high school to uh-huh. Spain as yeah. part of my uh, Spanish class and thinking that I was uh, pretty fluent in Spanish and realizing how not fluent in Spanish I was. We were in a cab we broke off into groups at one point after getting off of a train in uh i think it was barcelona mm-hmm. and uh so we just broke off in groups sort of semi unchaperoned at that point even though we were with some teachers but there were like four of us to a cab and there was some parade or something going on like the route to our hotel where our hotel was completely blocked off for like six blocks in every direction and i remember trying to have a conversation with the cab driver uh-huh. and not understanding a word he was saying. And I'm asking him to go slower, and he's, like, screaming at me in Spanish, how can I go slower? It doesn't matter if I go slower. I can't I can't get through. And basically he kicked us out of the cab. And we were suddenly, like, four 16-year-olds uh-huh. in the middle of Barcelona without any clue as to where the fuck we were going. Well, that sounds like an adventure. It was an adventure. Yeah. It was fun. But that was the moment I realized, like, I don't know Spanish at all. <laughs> like, after six years of taking Spanish and, like, being like, yeah, I know enough Spanish to go to Spain, it was a real uh, a smack in the fucking face. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, both Josh and I mm-hmm. have really shown our credentials of why we're experts for this show's topic, which is language. That's right. How to get rich with it. Mucho Richo. Mucho Richo. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what language I've always been fluent in from a very young age? The language of love? No. No. (laughs) Pig Latin. Oh, sure. Or Igpe Atenle. Yeah. Who, Who isn't? We should do the whole show in Pig Latin. Well... We'll talk about it after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have that conversation in Pig Latin? We can have that conversation in Pig Latin, sure. (laughs) Well, how about I do all my side of the show? Okay. 
everything I talk about from uh-huh. this point on, Ilwe eBay in a Ig Pay Atenle. Well, we don't want to drive the few listeners we have away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eh? <laughs> and when I say few, I mean few trillion. Trillion, right. <laughs> Our few billion listeners. That's right. We don't want to drive them all away with, with speaking in pig Latin. That's right. Um, so, Noel, language yep. is the topic. It is. It's a very broad topic. It is it very can, broad. Language is uh, perceived as a lot of things. It is. There's body language. Yep. There's over currently about 7,000, considered 7,000 languages mm-hmm. in this world, uh, which are dying out. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, however many, like, sort of creoles and pigeons and things of that nature. I'm going and going and going until I tap on something that you're going to be using in your topic, so I just get a face from you, but All right. it's not <laughs> happening. Um, so what do you have on this broad, broad, broad topic uh, on this language? I have gold, my friend. I bet I you have when, uh, when, when gold. When don't you have gold? You know what? That's a good point. That's right. That's why we have this show, That's because right. otherwise I'd be crushed by my gold. <laughs> I got to get it out. Uh, so, language. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm sure you are aware of this, but a lot of schools right now are stopping teaching handwriting and cursive writing because, you know, everything's digital. They only have so much money, so much time. And, you know, some kid gets a bad grade in it, and the parents complain, like, why do they need to know this anyway nowadays? And there's a lot of pressures for schools to start dropping. Cursive writing and handwriting. I did not know this at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a thing. It is wow. a Wow. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, uh-huh. it really kills <clears throat> a, an important way that people learn and brains grow, you know, mm-hmm. because there's, you know, you hear things, you see things, you you physically do mm-hmm. things, right. and it's a different way of learning. I personally find that if uh, I have noticed in my life uh-huh. that things that I have typed down as notes— versus written down at notes as notes i remember the stuff i write more oh yeah 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 sure and as a matter of fact when i was a kid i used to make cheat sheets for tests Mm -hmm. and i would write all the important facts on tiny tiny little pieces of paper and by doing that i never needed to use those cheat sheets (laughs) because writing it would would get it in my head Mm -hmm. and eventually i realized oh this is how i should study things so i began studying things like that the brain body connection yeah and uh for when i have to memorize lines a lot of the time i'll write my lines out. oh really yep. that's interesting um so yeah uh it is the way my and a lot of people's brains work mm-hmm. um so uh where am i on this thing <laughs> here i am uh so uh sidebar here okay when i was at school University. Uh huh. Um, I had a class, an English class in myth and symbols. Uh huh. And uh, the professor was way into myths. Okay. Way into them. Uh, and it's good. He's teaching it. Yeah. And for people who've never taken anything about myths in university, it's uh, myths are considered to be uh, expressions of the common human experience, right? Uh, and that's why we have the same stories across cultures that had nothing to do with each other. Uh, they, they basically come up with the same core group of stories. Um, so this professor also was in a group that uh, he would play videos uh, for us. 
play videos? Yeah, he would play <clears throat> play videos of this. Uh-huh. And he was in a group of people, and they would dance their myths because uh, they felt it was a different way to get that common human experience into their <laughs> oh bones. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then uh, he was also way into Tai Chi. Wow. And at the time, I used to really like uh, uh, the I Ching. Mm-hmm. And I had read somewhere that the Tai Chi moves are all moves representing the different I Ching, whatever they are called, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I told him that he should cast his I Ching and then do the Tai Chi of what comes up. And he, he about wet his pants. <laughs> he thought that was the best thing he ever heard in his life. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, if we no longer be able to write and physicalize our language like that, uh, maybe we need to dance our words. Oh, God. So I looked into it, and, uh-huh. you know, hula dancing, all the moves have meanings that are uh, put together in a way to tell a story. <laughs> And as a matter of fact, the Polynesians, that's the way they passed down stories from generation to generation because they had no written language. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you need to do is you need to expand on hula and uh, add moves for words and concepts they didn't have and start a hula-based tutoring business so that people can cram for tests by dancing their answers. Wow. And, and as a matter of fact... The more I thought about it, I uh-huh. thought it was a stupid thing at first, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, man, if you danced the language for your answers for your test, you would remember it, and there's two types of hula, one of which apparently is seated. What does that mean, it's seated? So you, oh, you're sitting down. You're sitting down. I thought you meant S-E-E-D-E-D. No, not at all what I meant. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so you could even do your dance while you're taking your test. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You can remember. Yeah. No, that's perfect. You would make massive money doing yep. this. So any any Polynesians out there, you've got a leg up on us. Mm-hmm. Hawaiians, get out there. Get it. Money. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I. I um, yeah. Show's over, guys. <laughs> Everyone should do this. It is not over. Everyone should do this. No, that's uh, that's great. I'm kind of embarrassed about what I have. Okay. Um, but uh, this is what I have. Okay. So I had been reading a lot about. Uh, I'd seen like a, a a couple weeks ago. I'd seen an article um, <clears throat> about apparently, not surprisingly, how difficult it is to translate Donald Trump into other languages. Okay. Um, his speaking patterns uh, and colloquialism, shall we say, and use of slang uh, <clears throat> doesn't necessarily translate. Mm-hmm. And when people are translating for him, they it, it's a it's a hard line to take of whether they're interpreting him, right? Because mm-hmm. you know he can be very vague, and so interpreting him. Can is is kind of touchy, right? You mm-hmm. can't sit there and go like, uh, uh, when he says, you know, maybe Trump's been uh, wired. I mean, maybe uh, Obama's been wiretapping me, or he has been wiretapping me. I don't know. Yeah, you know, with that weird sort of, you know, there's always implications and and body language with him, and so it's very difficult, particularly with uh, uh, non-romance languages. Japanese have a very hard time. 
uh, uh, translating him. Uh, even just things as make America great again. Yeah. Because they can kind of translate, you know, great as big. Yeah. Right. But in the literal sense of big, he's not talking about expanding the borders. Right. Yeah, we or don't know making, that. Yet. Well, that may be on the <laughs> that may be on the horizon. Yeah. That's true. But, you know. It's not necessarily getting across the notion of what he means by great or uh-huh. what we assume he means by great. Yeah. And uh, in some places, one word here that has that means something is multiple words there. So like the translator will be speaking and they'll be like taking them like 15 minutes and he's playing catch up the whole way trying to just shove what, you know, Trump says in like a soundbite. So they're having a lot of trouble with this. And I was thinking to myself, that sucks for them. Yeah. But, you know, they're professionals. This is what they do. And they can't figure it out. I don't think I can figure it out, how to help them along in this thing. Uh But then I was thinking about, what about his tweets? Yeah. Right? His tweets are basically his sound bites, Uh right? But no one's translating his tweets because, again, similarly— People who speak the language fluently uh, have a putting in 140 characters sometimes can't do it. So I thought to myself, that's the key. Yeah. If you put together books and books of Donald Trump's tweets, um, being American, right, and un- sort of having a sense of what he's trying to get across and and the tone, and then translating that into thousands of languages, you can keep. He has enough tweets out that you could make volumes uh-huh. of books oh sure of donald trump's tweets and then marketing those and selling those across the world uh-huh. uh you know i think you'd make a fortune over the next four years yeah or six months yeah whatever, whatever. it takes yeah whatever whatever <laughs> whatever the period of time is that he's going to be still president yeah get um, on it. it might only be a week yeah it might be um but that's kind of what i got there is is uh translating trump's tweets uh-huh. making books out of them yeah. and selling them then you could even do like a pay service where you can be like in the moment on the tweets yep right and you're just translating them bung 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 and people can pay to go to your website right and read his tweets in their language sure you could sell gum and have them like little bazooka go bazooka joe yes. comics oh that would be fa- that that's great yeah, yeah 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 you can wrap it up in in various you could sell cookies yeah you could do fortune cookies around the world yeah but they won't be called fortune cookies they'll be called trump tweet cookies yeah uh in various languages and it you know you'll pull it out and there's a trump line there but there you go wonderful that's i like it, it. That's all I got for the whole show. That is not all I'm you got for you, the whole I, show. <laughs> that's all I got for the whole show. No. I hope you got a lot to 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 gap this baby out with. I got a lot. Okay, good. Yeah. It's the Noel Deneen Get Rich Quick show today, guys. You guys. This is my big break. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for Josh to come up shy uh-huh. so I could go solo. Shut me up. For so long. Yep. Uh, it's uh, today. Today's the today's day. the day. When I... Yeah, I get you rich. <clears throat> That's right. Josh will still get some of that money, though. Well, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll only take instead of the five percent of the ten percent. Uh huh. I will take uh, for this show and this show only. I will take one percent of the ten percent. Oh man, anyone you're going to regret that anyone, when you hear my next idea. Man. I'll be so happy because you're going to. We're going to be making so much money off of this. It's like, you know. It won't be a it won't be a thing. Yeah, I'll be like you know. Yes, I won't be keeping up with the Joneses per se. If you are the Joneses, uh huh. But I'll be rich I in my own right. You are the Joneses. 
Um, I was thinking how much I would have loved to have heard you speak Spanish with your <laughs> accent. <laughs> I think I would have made fun of you endlessly had we worked in the same restaurant. Um, but yeah, there we go. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Deb <laughs> uh-huh. was trying to learn Spanish from an app. Okay. Uh, called Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. And a, a lot of people use that. It's pretty good. A lot, it, it is pretty good. The problem with Duolingo is if you aren't like really on it. Yeah. Um, so Duolingo tracks your progress <clears throat> and then tracks you in a percentage of fluency. Okay. Right? And if you're not doing it every single day, your percentage will drop. Uh-huh. And she would do it like she would lay in bed before going to sleep <laughs> And practice her Spanish practice. But sometimes she would do it at like 12.01 yeah. instead of 11.30 or 10.30. And so because she didn't do it in a 24-hour period, her percent and it was making her nuts. <laughs> she would get like really angry. This fucking app, it keeps dropping me. I was 26% fluent, <laughs> and now I'm 15% fluent. How the fuck did I lose 11% in one day? And to the point where she got so frustrated with it, that she stopped trying to learn it, okay? Because because it just kept dropping her like that. Yeah, it's a flaw in the system. Yeah, they should give artificially high grades. That's right. Well, the fact that from an app they're claiming that she's twenty five or twenty six percent fluent uh-huh. in a language after two weeks, not buying it, <laughs> not buying it at all. That's how I felt when I went down to Panama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lie. That's right. You anyway. know what else is a lie, guys? What? Josh and I, <laughs> and our, our, our latest segment, Josh and All Sell Out, uh-huh. in which we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing selling out to corporate America, our oh, dream, God. our dream. Wouldn't that make you the happiest person in the world? If we had a big corporate sponsor, yep. even a little corporate sponsor, just any kind of like corporation sponsoring us, yeah. I would feel very happy. Oh, me too. <clears throat> even if they were paying us like, five bucks a spot no i would be a happy. lot of money we want big I w- money i know that's what we want but i would yeah. feel validated you know i don't know how much money monty's got rolling in these days but uh we haven't uh you know we're waiting for our taste there lamonti that's right lamonti <laughs> lamonti uh but uh if you want to make josh feel a little better about his life yes you you know the ways you can do it how no you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.com go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noll's show page. Hit the sponsor button. And what happens then? You pledge an amount. And uh-huh. that amount will come out on a monthly basis for the rest of the season. I think it is three months left. I what, think. Are we that far into this season? Yeah, we're this, something like that. Thought, oh, no, that's right. We're They're taking uh, taking shows for the next season coming up yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it confused. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, Which, as far as we're concerned, is the best way to do it. Yeah. I might add. Yeah. Half that money goes to Josh and yep. I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keeps yep. the lights on. Keeps them their granola crunchy. That's right. Uh, and if you hate us, if you're like, these guys don't know languages, and they're trying to <laughs> teach us about languages, uh, you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the Patreon link, and pledge a <clears throat> amount one time or reoccurring, and all that money. We'll go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Which is great for Radio Free yeah. Brooklyn. None of that money comes to us. I think it's good for us in the in our standing with Radio Free Brooklyn. Not if they put a note saying, get these guys off the air. Oh, we that's hate them. Right. They're 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 spreading filth. 
We're, we're spreading filthy yeah, money. Yeah, they're doing a show on filthy language. Lucre. They don't know other languages. <laughs> they uh, hardly can speak English. <clears throat> well, you certainly. We know that's the case with you. <laughs> Uh, uh, but the real money, the big, big, big money, as we said, is corporate sponsorship, yep. our dream. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are aiming high. We're starting small. Duolingo, we got our eye on you. Uh, but right now, we have our only sponsor, our first sponsor, our best sponsor, Mr. Monty Lamonti. Please take it away. Hey everybody, it's your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And I'm back again with a great tip for you. People, now I know I've talked about going to the bathroom before. This one is about the toilet seat. This is very important. Can't tell you how many times I see pee dripples on a toilet seat in the men's and the ladies' restroom. Yes, that's right. I use the ladies' restroom when I have to make a number two when I'm out in public. And I'm astonished when I see sprinkles on a ladies' toilet seat. But anyway, first men just use your damn foot man and kick the seat up it's absolutely ridiculous to me don't pee on a toilet seat kick it up with your foot come on and ladies what are you doing if you all stop hovering the seat will always be clean i mean come on figure it out as always a positive influence in your life your bestest friend in the world monty lamonti and remember if you heard this people come on two dollars two stinking dollars payable via PayPal at Montism at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's $2 via PayPal at Montism at Yahoo.com. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I like. I, I liked, I think what I liked most was the uh, two things. The revelation uh-huh. that he takes shits in ladies' room. <laughs> He's a gentleman. Uh huh. That he, don't try to do that in North Carolina, Monty. Oh, you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get jacked up, my friend. That's right. Um, and uh, I like he's getting really aggressive with his requests for money. Yeah. The last ep- the last one, and even the one before that, I think he really was like, he wants you to pay him, guys. Yeah. And I'd be afraid because uh, if Monty shows up at your house, boom, he may take a shit in your toilet. <laughs> That's probably why he would show <laughs> <That's> up. <right. laughs> Just walking down the street. Hey, buddy. Uh-huh. Can I uh, get in there for a minute? Yep. <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah, who's there? It's Monty. I want my $2, and I need to take a dump. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey, guys. I don't know if you know this, but every week we have a topic. This week it <clears throat> is languages, and from that topic, fountains of money spurt forth. We also, somewhere in the show, nestle another little tidbit of a turdling, of a nugget, of an idea for you to get even more rich. I just want to, because I know this is the preamble to this segment all the time, uh-huh. generally. And I just want to, we didn't discuss this, but I came to my mind that I, I do come up with things that are meant to get you rich. Uh-huh. But sometimes people need a reminder. That's right. That there are things out there that are actually worse than their current situation. Okay. And so in occasionally I'm going to pepper the tip of the week with maybe a job that kind of sucks. Okay. All right. Uh, Josh you, is going rogue, know, guys. Going a little rogue. <laughs> maybe something that you really wouldn't want to do. 
because uh, maybe you're thinking about changing. You're like, oh, this I just saw an ad for this on Craigslist. Okay, you know, this is going to be the thing that makes me makes me rich. Mm-hmm. So this is again, it's a tip. You know, it's a tip to stay away from it. Maybe okay, you won't make the millions. Trying to hit you on both ends here, guys. Yeah. You guys are getting you're getting double ended here. That's right. So, uh, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Roadkill is the term used for any animal or creature that is killed by a motor vehicle. Roadkill collectors spend their time driving around locating the bodies of these animals. It's a gruesome task and no words can describe the horrible smell of a decaying animal. Roadkill collectors must always wear protective clothing when removing the body from the road. When trying to remove a larger animal such as moose or bear, roadkill operators often use a rope system and lift gates to place the carcasses on the beds of their truck. So, roadkill uh, picker-upper. Yeah. Generally, you're doing this in uh, relatively rural areas. Mm-hmm. Pay is shit. Mm-hmm. Usually pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times you're finding this roadkill a few days after they're gone. Yeah. So, they're kind of ripe, maybe a little bloated. When I was bartending uh-huh. <laughs> at this bar where Deb and I met, uh, there was a guy who was a regular at the bar. He was a little, little nuts, but he had worked as picking up roadkill in like rural Michigan. And they used to do things where they would drive and if there was a new guy on the job with them and they would hit pass, you know, they'd get up to something. If it was particularly bloated, they would tell the guy to go up to it and poke it with a stick. And quite often the animal would be so filled with gas, it would explode and shoot like stank, rotten guts and stuff all over the newbie. That was their little hazing ritual. Or they'd make him like grab something and like put it on his shoulders for the first time. And then shit would just pour out all over him. That was the haze. So that's the kind of stuff you have to put up with. Yeah. So again, guys, uh, you know, you can say, Hey, yeah, I'm not in an office. Uh, I'm driving around, man. Yeah, I'm out working, living outside, free. living free. Yeah, but you're not really. No, you're uh, shackled yeah. by stench and death and decay, and uh, not a lot of money, and it takes its toll. So the tip of the week: don't be a uh, roadkill <laughs> picker upper. Yeah. So and and you know, if you were listening to this show and you were kind of dozing off. I hope that woke you up and made you say, hey, I better pay attention for the rest of the show. You know, before we get going, I want to talk about how this topic came up. Uh-huh. Uh, so last week, when we were recording our uh, show, we were talking, and uh, what, what were we talking about? Last week? Yeah. What our topic was? No, 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 no not, not our topic. <clears throat> Uh, oh. You were talking about something with uh, yeah. your family. I was talking about uh, my aunt. I was talking about my aunt. Uh, for those of you who don't know what an aunt is, which everyone should because that's the way it's pronounced, uh, my mother's sister. And Noel, after I said aunt a couple times, Noel said... Uh, I said something like... You said exactly, are you talking about your aunt? Yeah. And I said, no, I'm talking about my aunt. Because that's how it's pronounced. I'll give people who it's a regional thing, yeah. that it's aunt, uh, but it's pronounced aunt. And then I said to Noel, after he smugly kept saying aunt, 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 I said, 
at what point in any other word where there's an A-U together like that is it pronounced ah instead of all? Uh Uh-huh. And he would try to come up with things, and they were wrong. (laughs) I came up with not, caught, um, ought. Yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, And now I just thought of one. Oh. To disprove my theory. Okay. Uh, What is it? Laugh. Yes. Yes. I laugh at your aunt all (laughs) night. (laughs) But anyway, I was blowing him out of the water Uh with all the awes. And he got very red, as Noel is wont to do, (laughs) out of sheer embarrassment. And he looked at me and said, yeah, I'm right, and walked out the door. (laughs) Because Noel is like our president, a 12-year-old wrapped in a 46-year-old body. That's right. Um, And so, but when we decided on uh, language was the the choice there. You know, I looked up a map of... uh... Who pronounces aunt or aunt? <laughs> really, you went that far, yeah. huh? And let me tell you something, dude. Yeah. You got like New York and Maine says aunt. That's it. Everyone yeah. else says aunt. Well, so you're wrong. I, I, uh, they, 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 it's wrong. Yeah, aunt is wrong. Yeah, I mean, fine. People say it, aunt. We accept it. Yeah, but it's incorrect. No, it's I not. bet if you went to England, where our language was invented. How would they say it? I don't know, but they also say laboratory, so who cares? Right, well. <laughs> <laughs> aluminium? Yeah, aluminium, right. uh-huh. laboratory, and aunt. Uh-huh, yeah. So that's how everyone should be saying it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh. You guys, if you want to reach out and tell Josh how wrong he is, that is welcome. <laughs> I refuse to accept that I'm wrong on that note. You know, I used to, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. when I was a child, I said aunt. And then I learned that it may... That's not how it's pronounced. And so I started pronouncing it correctly. Whatever. Amateur hour. Clearly, you know what? Clearly, every place except Maine and New York hasn't grown up yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, the whole world is wrong. Nope. Not the whole world. That's a sign of insanity when you think that. You know? <laughs> I didn't think the whole world. Uh-huh. Like England's right. They probably say it over there, right? How do they say it in Canada? Ant. No, they don't. Yeah, I they bet do. a lot of people say aunt. <sighs> You're crazy. I'm not crazy. You're a lunatic. You're full of shit. Hey, guys. <laughs> language. We're going to make some money. It doesn't just break up friendships. <laughs> Sometimes it makes you rich. Uh-huh. You know, you look around nowadays. I look at my phone. I got Siri. I can say, hey, Siri, what's the weather? And it comes back and says, it's 45 degrees outside. Or, yeah. You know, uh, I got one of those Amazon dots uh-huh. for uh, Christmas. Yep. And I can say, hey, Alexa. Play Radio Free Brooklyn on TuneIn, and it does. Are they all Alexas? Didn't they have a? Didn't when they came out with the dot? Didn't it have a different name, or it's still? No, Google's got a different. Oh, something. is that what yeah. it is? Uh, did you ask it? Did you do the thing where you ask it if it works for the CIA? I did not do that. They changed it now, but apparently someone asked it. Uh huh. You know, it, I think the first thing they asked, they said, "Alexa, would you ever lie to me?" Uh huh. And then Alexa says, "I would never lie to you." I would only tell the truth. And then it goes, Alexa, do you work for the CIA? And then it just goes silent. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. Yeah, because they might. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, you got your voice recognition. You've got a boom in artificial intelligence, automated systems. Uh, you, They now have uh, entire, like, you, you call a, bu- a business, the whole phone tree mm-hmm. is a fake person pretending to be a person. Yeah, it's terrifying, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, 
And it, this is only going to grow. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get better. And if Blade Runner has taught us anything, it's that we need something like the Blade Runner Voight Camp test. Which I don't was, remember that. That that was the test that uh, Harrison Ford would show the uh, anyone to see whether an android or not. Oh, I don't know if you remember. Uh huh. I had. I don't remember if it was a tip or uh, uh, something like that, but I had done something. I had found something that was that uh, uh, Adobe uh-huh. has created. Yeah. Voice Photoshop. Yep. But anyway. Yep. So. Uh, so we need to weed out these machines mm-hmm. so we know when we're talking to a machine or a human. Uh, so I was thinking about that, and then I was also thinking about uh, a show that we've mentioned here before that uh, I did, Josh did for a bit, Josh's wife Deb did, called uh, Charlie Victor Romeo. And what that show was was word-for-word word, uh, transcripts of black box recordings of airplanes that went down uh, and it included the ums and the ahs, and those things are actually what gave the voices life and contained the signature of the speech and would basically dictate the cadence of the speech of the real person. Yeah, it's true because the 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 it was so technical. Yeah, it was so technically heavy, jargon wise, language wise, that that gave it the humanity. Yeah, and uh, people who were related or knew people uh, who were involved in these crashes uh, had seen the show and thought that the actors had heard recordings of their relatives because just getting the ums and ahs correct uh, really it it, it it gave the signature of that person's voice. Uh, and it ended up coming out as if this person was speaking. Um which no one ever did hear any recording, so, uh, by the way. Uh, so. Can't, right? You can hear the record. Cannot hear the recording. No. Right? They don't yeah. release them. It's yeah. transcript. Um, so the ums and ahs are referred to in linguistics as filler words. <coughs> and they are used when one has a temporary loss of one's train of thought, but wants to continue the sentence, right? So they include um, ah, er. Uh, and there's equivalents to these found in every language. Do they become like fingerprints of the person? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, linguistics also have a term called a discourse particle. And uh, I'm just going to credit this. I, I read this off of the uh, QI website, which is a British show called Quite Interesting. Uh, it's a good show. Yeah, it's a great I show. Watch it, and they got a, They have a good uh, podcast. The podcast, the, yeah. no such thing as a fish. Yeah, that all the people who do the research for that show, yeah, get together and do. Yeah, so uh, they explain the discourse particle like this. They said a discar- a discourse particle is a linguistic term for like uh, filler, which is like commonly added to a person or like group of people's conversations they're not fillers as such because they convey something important about the context of the saying when someone uses like they're saying i'm about to say something but i'm not sure i have the words for it quite quite right uh says linguist muffy siegel who found that ancient hittite and sanskrit had words similar to function huh and uh like this is a quote now like has different properties than almost or approximately or nearly. Like sex doesn't mean the same as six or even about six, right? 
it means I'm trying to think of the word six. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? So, and as a Canadian. Well, that's kind of a tough example because you're saying the word six. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying that like doesn't right. mean the word like. It conveys different meaning than the word. I understand. Uh, and as a Canadian, I'm proud to say that another example of, of this discourse particle is A. I knew you were going to say that. And Canadians pepper their their speech with A's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it is a, it means like, I think, or don't you agree, or it, 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 it's a way of communing on a, on a point, right? So if I say, it's cold out, is different than saying, it's cold out, eh? Right, right? I get it. It, it it is it is aiming this at right. the other person. You're basically looking for confirmation. Yeah, like you agree with me, right? Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so uh, what we want to do is we want to make an app that analyzes speech and listens for filler words and discourse particles, and eventually the machines will start using these. But uh, I, I personally, I think it takes a human to use them properly. And, you know, truly add this other level and layer of meaning to your sentence, right? An app would make sure they're not, that they're being used correctly and not just, you know, kind of robotically being peppered through the speech to sound like a real person, right? Right. Right. Uh, So, at at, at first, big bucks on the initial Mm -hmm. sales of these, right? Right. You can sell them. Uh You're selling them to be able to essentially tell if you're speaking to a human being or not. Yes. Right. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so initially, the, the the big payoff will be you can sell this to governments and law enforcement for big bucks. Uh-huh. Right? Because they want to know that they're speaking to a human. That's right. Uh, and eventually, as all things happen, this will get, uh, you know, productized and commoditized, and it will become an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we say... Whenever we talk about apps, make it free and harvest the info of all the users and sell that data. Uh, you know, yes, make it free, but you should also have sort of in-app upgrades, too. Sure. There's a lot of money in that. Yeah. Or ads as well. Oh, yeah. Ads. You can't play a free game now without just being just throttled with ads. Yeah. And you should be able to be thrown. And the beauty of this, of if you do ads on something like that that interrupts, like in the middle of someone talking. Uh-huh. You, it'll make you nuts enough that you just pay three bucks for the upgrade or whatever sure. it is. Yeah, you, you would. Know, just saying. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, your stuff today uh-huh. is fantastic. Top tier. Super smart. Yeah. Um, you know? <laughs> and no, I'm, 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 I'm humbled and impressed okay. by what you've come up with with this show. Like, it's not Noel. I don't know who this person is across from me. The level of intelligence uh-huh. is actually kind of smart. It, it's Noel the super genius, or something like that. I've always been I wouldn't, in here. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't uh, go super that far. genius. I but think, but genuine gold, genuine actual gold. Yes, gold. I don't. I don't throw that term around lightly. You, you have taken my lead. Yeah, you're like an alchemist. I am. You have taken my lead and and woven it into gold. I'm really impressed. Yeah, with both of your your ideas, and I hope you have another one because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The topic of this episode should be filler. 
Okay. Because you you truly don't have another one? I have something. Okay, well let's I hear mean it. it's you know, it's weak though. Do you want to hear a fun fact I heard about language? Sure. Uh when I w- when I was researching, uh but there's no way to make money off it. Uh-huh. The word idiot first came from a Greek word in in ancient Greece. Uh-huh. And it meant someone who is a public citizen. I mean a private citizen. So not a politician basically is what it meant. So if you're not a politician, you're an idiot. Yeah, and then, uh, and then it got translated to like Roman, and the the definition changed a little bit, and it became more of like a common person, and then it got translated to something else, and it slowly and slowly, after all these different translations, the word slowly changed from what it started as right to uh to meaning you're an idiot right you know uh. Which means that that w- I also got this fact from QI. Mm-hmm. That fact, I mean, that word completely switched definitions because now we call politicians idiots all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, and it initially meant someone who's mm-hmm. not a politician. Well, it's interesting that you bring up this thing about about uh, words changing uh-huh. and how the meanings change over time uh, from language to language and 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 over time because that's sort of I was thought. Universal language, right? That seems to be like the obvious thing. Yeah. Right? You could I'm not try you'd make a fortune uh-huh. off of a universal language, but like selling dictionaries. That's true. There you go. But coming up with a universal language, uh-huh. that's a thing. And uh, you know, I don't know if everybody, but I've certainly, you know, my knowledge is of uh Esperanto. Yep. Um as the one that I've always known about as the one real attempt at making universal language. But apparently that wasn't the only one. Okay. And uh, there was one in 1879. Uh, this priest, this German priest, um, <clears throat> had a divine presence come to him, uh, a.k.a. a dream, uh-huh. uh, that he had to create a universal language. That is... that. And he actually came up with one called, and I doubt I have the pronunciation right, called Volapuk. Okay. Um, with a big umlaut over the U's. And it actually, and it wasn't necessarily universal, but it was supposed to be, his version was going to be universal for European languages. Okay. So it would, it would basically, and in, 18, in the 1870s, you know, Mm-hmm. As far as white people were concerned, the only languages were, un- were you know, were English, you know, were European languages. Yeah. Um, he uh, got people, he created it and made it simple enough to learn uh-huh. that it actually became hugely popular in the European middle class. Oh, really? Yeah. Hugely popular. That's cool. It fell apart uh-huh. because he insisted that the language have umlauts in it. <laughs> <laughs> because he believed a language without umlaut sounds monotonous, harsh, and boring. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, I when I was younger, I used to put umlauts on everything because it, you know, yeah. it was very exciting to make it suddenly sound guttural. Yeah. Um, but that apparently uh made it uh seem excessively foreign to many people and this and as it was trying to make headway into the US the US people in the US rejected it because of the umlauts yeah and so it started to take a uh, very quick 
uh, dip downward and sort of disappeared. But people uh, were still uh, playing around with it, not unlike Esperanto, up through the 60s even. And uh, I thought that was really amazing. Like, so people have tried this, and uh, and I found a list of like 10 different things. But the one that sort of caught my eye was this one called Bliss Symbols. Uh-huh. Uh, a, desi- uh, a designer who had decided to come up with a universal written language based on symbols that everyone could understand. Sure. Um, and he came up with it uh, during World War II uh, after learning about Chinese characters and, and what their history and meaning was. And the symbols were designed to be easily drawn so everyone could draw them, right, and have a very specific meaning of a phrase or a concept or a word. Uh, it didn't quite take off in terms of international communication, but but it's used often, all the time. It's actually the sort of gold standard for communication uh-huh. uh, amongst disabled people who cannot communicate. Uh-huh. And so when they're trying to communicate larger ideas than just spelling things out, they, they sort of you know shoot their laser or their eyes at the symbol, and they put a string of symbols together, and it prints it out, and then people translate it for them. Uh-huh. So you had sent me, yeah. when I had told you that I was having problem with this topic, <laughs> and you clearly had a treasure trove of, of stuff, yeah. you had sent me a link to uh, the fact that the MoMA here in New York yeah. is... Uh, doing an exhibit of the original emojis. Yep. And uh, when I went and looked at it, it was like not a lot of emojis. Uh-huh. Uh, it is not anywhere near the emojis that we know now, right? They were like really pixelated, and it was like an emoji pixelated heart. And, an, you know, for some reason, one of the big thing, it had all the astrological signs, which I guess are universal, uh-huh. no matter what language you're in. And And as I was reading about it, you know, emojis had been around, have been around for a, a little while now, longer than we actually think. It wasn't till uh, apparently Apple started uh, adding them sure. to their thing that they sort of blew up. But now across the world, kids all have the exact same sense of what combination of emojis mean. Yeah. To like, if you want to bone someone, uh-huh. uh huh. In China, uh-huh. if you send them uh, 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 an emoji text of two beers clinking together and the eggplant, <laughs> they know that you want to go out and drink and have sex. Yeah. Right? So it's already there. Yeah. What you have to do, the people out there in the world, is you need to come up with emojis Expand the emoji canon. Yeah. You have to come up with emojis that express things but are easy enough to look at that everyone can identify those things. Uh That's the design challenge, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, you're starting to see updates with emojis constantly. But I think what we're going to end up with, hopefully, Uh is a world where, like, documents are written in emoji. Sure, we're going back to hieroglyphics. Yes, exactly. But cute hieroglyphics. Yeah. Not these just lines and, you know, abstract uh, uh, images of what this thing represents. We're looking for hard, obvious things that everyone can recognize. And then you can be 
out and about anywhere in the world and be like, shit, I need a beer, dude. And you just pull up your phone and you put, and there's the beer emoji and you go like this and they go, oh, that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw, because I was also looking for a universal translator, like the idea, and someone's actually come up with yeah. one. And it's this little like thing that hangs on your on your neck and it's like the size of a lighter almost, a little bit bigger than a, than, than a lighter. And uh, right now it's only in English, Chinese, and Japanese. Uh-huh. And you push a button, you speak your phrase into it, whatever you're asking, you let the button go, and in like two-tenths of a second, it translates the whole phrase uh-huh. to the person in front of you. And then you hold it down, so you can actually communicate and have conversations yeah. with they people. They have another one, thing. too, that is like a, an earpiece. I, I was looking for that one because that's the first one I heard about. Yeah. But when I did Universal Translator, this thing okay. blew up at the, the, the Illy or something like that. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about this earlier, but I just wanted to mention, uh, apparently this month, I mean, I know we're partially a podcast. We're a radio show, but we also are on the podcast. Is uh, It's like recommend a podcast month or something like that. Okay. Where, uh, you know, they're having podcasters. They're asking podcasters to... Sort of spread the love of podcasts. Okay, I already did. No such thing as fish. Right, no such thing as a fish. And I have been listening to recently. Okay, uh, missing Richard Simmons. Yeah, it's good. Which is great. I like it. I'm loving it. Listen, so there both you them. go. Yep. And, and Lou reads f- the internet. I'm going to throw out there. Yes, Lou reads the internet. Love Hopefully, it. we'll have him as a guest on. Yeah, soon. That'll well, be fun. Yeah, I was going to schedule that up. I think. So there you go, Noel. Uh, make your money expanding the emoji cannon with the idea. That you are creating universal language. Yeah, and I'm sure if you're making emojis, you can copyright them, right? Yeah, absolutely. The guy, I mean, the people who are making these emojis are making money. Yeah. This is not like a, a, a and, you know, when you get into it, you are, you know, once they, once people link onto you and you become the guy, it's yeah. like immediate. Yep. This is not a small money business. No. This is big, big money. Yeah. You know, and you can hire all that, you know, tech slave labor in in uh south america that we talked about in our game show uh-huh um you know there's ways to do this on the cheap and all you have to do is have the ideas you can get someone else to design them for you that's right like the guy who did the smiley face we talked about him yeah before yeah yeah he made big money off he that. made no money off of that oh that's he what made, I meant. he was the one he made 45 <laughs> bucks off of designing it uh-huh. and then these guys he sold it to someone and then they marketed the shit out of it Oh, I'm thinking the guy who made the I Heart New York. No, no. He made a lot of money yeah. off of that, though. Uh, you know what, guys? If you want to find out more about anything, if any has anything, period, and just reach out to us. We know the answers. You can give us uh, ideas for shows. Yep. You can give us rules to judge our schemes by. Uh, always can, nice to get new rules. Yeah. You can just reach out and say hi. You can tell Josh that he pronounces Ant wrong. You um, can tell Noel that he's stupid. Yeah. You can reach us to do that on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us old school yep. at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can rate. Rate. You can review. Rate. And uh, you can get us anywhere yeah. where you can get a podcast, basically. You can go to uh, our uh the greatest Instagram, um, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador. Yeah. To see uh, our official mascot, Herschel the Doxador. Yeah. And uh, if you only listen to us as a podcast, I urge you Saturday nights at 8 o'clock on Radio Free Brooklyn, 
Get the schemes five days before anyone else gets them. Get the jump. Be there first. Be the early bird, because the early bird gets the rich, rich worm. Rich, rich worm. The gold-plated worm. Yeah. yeah. That, that's right. Mm-hmm. So you know what, guys? Uh, also about this time, you are you have so much money, you, you can't even speak. Uh, so you got to do something with that money, or it is going to make you crazy. Mr. Josh, please take it away. Trusted with 165 precious gemstones, this golden monopoly board is the ultimate symbol of decadence. With diamonds for dots, the solid gold dice alone are worth an estimated $10,000. The board is made in 23 karat gold plate, and uh, all the little houses and hotels are 18 karat solid gold. On the chimneys of the houses are genuine rubies, and uh, on the chimney of the uh, hotels are genuine sapphires. Sydney Mobile is the jeweler who created this unique version of the board game back in the 80s, when the price of gold was just a quarter of what it is now. The 84-year-old made the board ahead of a Monopoly tournament in London, and that was the only time the prize set was ever played. So that board is worth $2 million now. Wow. So you can spend $2 million to... uh Play Monopoly. Yeah, lose the pieces. Yep, lose the pieces. <laughs> I wonder if he's got a cast because you know Monopoly is getting rid of three of their uh, older pieces, uh-huh. and they've been taking uh, requests, uh, polling the general public to see what they would like them replaced with. The boot is getting the boot. Is it? Yeah. I hope I, they make a Josh and a Noel. They should. They should make a GRQ branded. Uh, yeah. Show yeah. Uh, thing, and then you know stack of cash. Yeah. Safe. Yeah, and everyone gets rich. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we know everyone's getting rich, but how do you know? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick for which we judge our schemes by so you know that you can quit your job, you can take out loans, you can put your financial faith in us. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Um, today's rules are finance coaching, 20 rules to get rich from amethyst coaching, personal coaching site. All right. These are, uh, rules based on, uh, new age theories. Uh, number one, Uh recognize that money is like a clean and renewable energy. That's right. Just like words. You never run out. That's right. Uh, we got time for like two more. Yeah. Number two, have gratitude for all you have, even if it's little. Gratitude brings good thing and amplifies energy. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, gratitude. Uh, <laughs> dance your gratitude so you can feel it in your bones. Yeah, these are so awful. Yeah, these are. Uh, and finally, <laughs> number three, spend less than what you gain. That's right. That's the point. That's why we're that's right. here. That's why we're on the air, and that's why you're listening to us. Yep. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Get rich quick. This 